0: the Trauma Healing Learnings, based on one mom's journal entries, recorded in real time from a catastrophic event with her son that you've been listening to in the blink of an eye story. Season 2, Trauma Healing Learning, Episode 6, Healing Sanctuary. Hello everyone, I hope you are enjoying and finding benefit from our trauma healing learnings. We have an Instagram you might not be aware of. Give us a follow at Blink of an Eye Pod for additional wisdom, important announcements, and other Blink of an Eye content. Today I thought we would talk about power, or at least start the dialogue. That's right, power. Power and how we use our power for trauma healing. You might not have thought about the connection between power and trauma healing before, or maybe you have. I have pondered it a great deal, especially these last five years, and I was acutely reminded of power and choices on how we use our power on this day in the blink of an eye story it was august 17 2015 day 13 in the trauma intensive care unit and it was pivotal you will know if you are following the story how our quadriplegic son archer was getting worse the longer we stayed in the intensive care unit His vitals were deteriorating. It was devastating and heightened by the fact that there was no consensus amongst the doctors treating him for what to do next. I was feeling helpless too. I did not understand his quadriplegic injury, nor could I fathom why he was experiencing what he did. I did not know the medicine I was neither a doctor nor a spinal cord injury specialist, not only helpless, but I was getting agitated, and beginning to feel powerless, too. but how we would keep Archer alive. Maybe you too have been in such a similar situation, where you too feel helpless and powerless. It might not have been life or death, or it might have been. Can you think of a time when you felt that way? Maybe it was a medical situation that was complicated and not improving, or a medical diagnosis that was bleak. I know these situations do happen, sadly, all the time. And it's easy to lose confidence and to despair, especially when you don't know what to do. And it appears there is nothing more that can be done. Oh, it can be a low time for medical staff too, in an intensive care unit. And it was then in my story that I had an idea And you will know how that idea came about if you listen in on the story. I really believe the idea was divinely inspired. It was a simple idea. But it was a powerful idea. Turn Archer's Hospital Room into a healing sanctuary. It's a funny thing because... It was a very powerful thing to do at a time when we and the staff were feeling very powerless. And while I want to share with you some ideas for how you too can create a healing sanctuary, I want to first say that your voice, you as the messenger of the idea of a healing sanctuary in a hospital room, is powerful unto itself. And you have what you need likely already in the hospital room or in the nearby hospital gift shop or the pharmacy. When I created our healing sanctuary, it was transformative for Archer, for me, and for the nurses. The idea was that we could change the quality of Archer's surroundings in ways that were soothing, that opened the senses and restored a sense of tranquility and natural relaxation in the body, like a spa. Yes, a spa experience, sensually, in a hospital room, a healing sanctuary. It softens the harshness and begins the process of relaxation in such a way that the body may heal and heal faster. And this happens because we are all energy. And we can do things that literally create a higher vibration for life. Lifting the mood and the interactions in the hospital room. You can do this too. You can. Whatever we can do to promote the body's doing what it naturally is wired to do, to calm and regulate and heal itself, is a good thing. It's actually a very tall order for anyone to heal in an ICU or hospital. It's almost impossible with the lights on all night long, interfering with our circadian rhythm, for how our organs rest and replenish, and the buzzers and bells going off all day and all night long interfering with our rest and clear thought patterns. And the nurses and techs coming in regularly 24-7 to take blood and other samples constantly, monitoring, monitoring. And of course, there is the overarching reason for why you are even in an ICU in the first place. For your life as you knew it, was disrupted, maybe with one call. Imagine an environment that doesn't assault our bodies, but rather is intentionally kind to our bodies, with soft touch, with sweet food, with clean water. Imagine our senses being soothed by the smell of delicate fragrance that you want to breathe in forever, by the sight of beauty, photos that transport you to good memories or places you have been or places you have never been but beckon you. By the soft sound of nature, trickling water, the ocean, birds, or the soft, resonant sounds of a gong, piano, or wind instrument, or by the inspiration of deep, devoted love of you, so real, you can feel its warmth. Infinitely good, right? In fact, just when you feel powerless and think you have no power in an intensive care unit or when someone is very sick or ill, think again. You do have power. A lot. Think of creating a healing sanctuary. I want to open a discussion about power that I hope to continue this season. Because what happened for us on this day came about because of a shift in my thinking of how I could be helpful or how I could be impactful or how I could use my power just when I felt so powerless. That's exactly how it was. I realized the traditional Western medical approach was not the only approach. And the traditional hospital room with a bed and drip bags and tubes and a television was not the only environment to lay around in. Oh, I was grateful for the hospital and for the medical care, but it was not the full spectrum of possibility. And indeed may even have unintentionally pushed aside or certainly limited, what could also have aided in the health turnaround. Now, I didn't want to eliminate the medical staff nor lose faith in them or the hospital. I just wanted to see what was possible. I wanted healing for Archer. Isn't the best medical care an approach that is focused on repair and healing? I felt that it was. Have you ever thought about the power you do really have, even in an intensive care unit? While it was true, I did not have the classic power. I did not have the knowledge of spinal cord injury. I did not speak the language and understand the medical jargon. I did not have the authority to even do something about a medical error. Indeed, I did not even have the ability to walk out of the hospital with Archer, even if I had wanted to. And I was feeling trapped. But the power I did have was the way I could approach the situation. Indeed, each of us has a number of power sources, even when the chips are down. And I like to call these power sources, the baker's dozen. If I were to ask you to name a few traditional sources of power, what might first come to mind Perhaps money, position, rank, wealth, health, knowledge. Indeed, resources and position are important sources of power. Even though you might not think as a patient facing a disease or serious injury in a hospital or intensive care unit, it is very expensive and is taking you out of being able to work or do what you love, you might not think you have much power. But you do. Even in dire situations, you always have some power. And I wrote about power in our book, Being Relational, The Seven Ways to Quality Interaction and Lasting Change. If you're interested in a deeper look Into your personal sources of power and the Baker's Dozen. I hope you check it out. A link will be in the show notes. Let's take a closer look at the power you do have in the context of trauma healing. For instance, your health or someone else in your family is a power resource. Your ability to be creative is a power resource. Your ability to problem solve is a power resource. Your ability to communicate and to ask questions is a power resource. And on it goes. Yes, just when you might feel powerless. Think again. And that is what happened. I was thinking about it, and I thought again and turned it around in my mind. I could create a healing sanctuary. There are many elements to a healing sanctuary, many ways to use your power to promote healing rather than going along with the norm that is sleepy or stagnant or even causing harm. So let's look at some of those ways. Well, for starters, you can use your physical and relationship power to show up with love and care for someone in a hospital with all humility and gentleness, like my sister Lillian did in the companion episode. This is certainly one way to use your power to bring healing into a hospital room. Or you might use your physical power to close a hospital room door in an intensive care unit, to block out loud, harsh sounds and create some quiet, like my brother Tripper did in the companion episode. This allows the body to not feel so stressed to relax and maybe even to begin to re-regulate small changes you can make to the environment can make a big difference and if you are a hospital administrator or nurse administrator who brings the idea of a healing sanctuary to your hospital You are using your positional power for trauma healing on a larger scale. Okay. So you have the idea of how we are not powerless to impact healing. While hospital rooms might seem to be the unlikely venue for a healing sanctuary. I think they might be the perfect venue. They are just waiting to be transformed by an army of trauma healers. Imagine that use of power, (laughs) like a legion of angels. Imagine a list of supplies, just a few, from which you might choose to have your hospital room infused and what that might do for your spirits, your outlook and your health. We all know the power of the mind-body connection. Let's consider using our power, our position as a friend or family member and our resources of our voice and a small addition you might give to someone you know in an ICU to help transform their hospital room into a healing sanctuary consider where you might exercise your influence for healing this week or this one. Someone who feels powerless or hopeless or helpless needs a healing sanctuary. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Life is so precious. Sending love. Hope for everything. Obtain everything. I hope you have enjoyed these trauma healing learnings. Thank you for listening and joining me for Blink of an Eye podcast. To listen to the story behind these trauma healing learnings, tune in to Season 2, Episode 6, Healing Sanctuary. It's all there waiting for you. You've been listening to Blink of an Eye. We ask that you share this with anyone who may need inspiration, a lift, or who may relate. Never miss an episode. Listen on our website, com, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Blink of an Eye is sponsored by I See That, the Integrative Center for Trauma Healing, Advocacy, and Transformation. You can learn more about I See That by visiting www.icthat.org That's the letters I-C-T-H-A-T dot